بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا ابي القاسم المصطفى محمد وعلى اله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقيه الله في الارضين اجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف Uh, we've been studying hadith about dua and the last chapter from the section on dua which we were studying from al-kafi is babu anna dua yaruddul bala is the chapter that dua is able to remove calamities and also to change the decree which has been made and I explained that how a decision can be made final before dua but when dua as a new factor comes then the overall balance can change into our favor and a new qada can belong to us so we already mentioned some of the hadith from this chapter. I mentioned some more hadith, but uh, then we move to the next uh, chapter because there are many hadith here and I only read some of them. One of the hadith is from Imam Baqir in which Zurara, a very well-known companion of Imam says, that Imam Baqir said, قَالَ لِي He told me, أَلَا أَدُلُّكَ عَلَى شَيْءٍ لَمْ يَسْتَثْنَ فِيهِ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم Imam told me, Shall I tell you about something that Rasulullah didn't exclude. Estethna means to exclude. It is used for saying insha'Allah. You know that whenever we say something that we are going to do, we should say insha'Allah. La taqulanna lishay'in inni fa'ilun dhalika ghadan Never say that I am going to do something definitely tomorrow unless you say inshallah. But Imam Baqir said there is something for which Rasulullah didn't say inshallah. Shall I tell you what was that? Zurara says, bala. I said, yes, please. Please let me know what was it that the Prophet didn't say insha'Allah after that. Qala ad-du'a yaruddu al-qadha' wa qad ubrama ibraman wa dhamma asabi'ahu. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, prayer, supplication can return qadha' the decree which is made while it is finalized and Rasulullah 
brought his fingers together saying that it can be finalized but still dua can remove it and he didn't say inshallah it will remove it he said it is possible that it will remove it because this is something that is an action of god god himself can change the situation into our favor after we pray therefore you should never think that prayer is useless or prayer is too late even if some decree has been made and some calamities or difficulties or problems are going to happen even a moment before happening dua might change the situation in another hadith we have from Imam Kazim alayhi salam. This is the hadith number eight. I am just mentioning some of the hadith. In hadith number eight, Imam Kazim alayhi salam says, Alaykum bid-du'a fa'inna du'a lillah wa talaba ilallah yaruddul bala wa qad quddara wa qudiyya وَلَمْ يَبْقَ إِلَّا Imam Qadim said you should pray because praying for the sake of Allah and asking Allah can stop calamities to come even if they are decided and it's the last minute they are decided, they are confirmed, and it's just a matter of coming, you can stop it. When Allah is called and requested, then He removes the calamity and He doesn't He doesn't let it happen. Okay. Now let us move on to the next discussion so alhamdulillah we already had a few hadiths uh, out of the nine hadiths in this chapter so i think the concept is clear now we move on to the next chapter and that is the chapter that the late sheikh kulaini has called babu anna dua shifa'un min kull da dua praying allah calling upon him is healing it can heal you from any illness so in the same way that we say shafa, or the one whose remembrance is healing and his names are medicine dua is also a very important type of remembrance of allah so it is shafa a narrator of hadith called Allah ibn Kamil he says Qala li Abu Abdullah Imam Sadiq told me alayka bid-du'a fa'innahu shifa'un min kull you must pray because praying is healing with respect to all illnesses illnesses of the heart can be healed by dua even illnesses of body 
can be healed by dua when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to answer your dua it doesn't make difference for him what are you asking if dua is the dua which meets the reply and the answer of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then all your problems can be solved and also a person who is connected to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can prevent from many illnesses as you know nowadays many illnesses are caused because of the nature of modern life too much stress too much difficulties and pressure lack of safety and security even if you are not worried about for example your life you are worried about your children you are worried about your money your position your job your parents your children too much stress and by praying and connecting yourself to allah who is the unlimited source of peace and support then you can protect yourself from many problems so many problems will not happen to a person who is calling allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the problems which have happened can be solved by dua of course inshallah we will explain later that how allah is going to give so much to the people whose du'as were not answered because it was not maslaha it was not to the interest of the whole universe or to the interest of that person that is another issue but the general pattern is that when you pray you would be given what you have asked as inshallah we will see in the next chapter so Dua is the medicine that you have to use. Inshallah, it will work. If it doesn't work quickly, definitely it's going to work, but it may take time, it may work slowly, but definitely there is no replacement for dua. Yes, you can use whatever method of healing is there whatever doctors say we don't say stop going to doctor stop taking your medicine but none of them can replace dua the next chapter it's a beautiful chapter this is the chapter which is about the fact that whoever prays whoever calls allah would be receiving response allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the quran says Ud'uni call me i will answer so to say to the person who calls allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that i am there i am listening to you is guaranteed whether we receive in addition to that what we want or not depends on many factors and inshallah we will explain gradually but the answer for the person who sincerely and from the heart calls upon allah the answer is guaranteed so imam sadiq said addu'a'u kahful ijabah kama anna sahab kahful matar in the same way that for having rain we need 
to have clouds in the sky we need to have clouds which are carrying the water and then when you know uh, rain is coming they gradually uh, send down the water which is for example in the form of uh, gas or whatever down to us before having clouds and when there is for example a clear sky you cannot expect rain there must be clouds in the same way imam said ad dua kahful ijab prayer is also like cloud for rain prayer is something from which ijab answer from allah can be expected if you don't pray it's like having a sky without any cloud you cannot expect water another hadith is from imam sadiq and this is very beautiful ma abraza abdun no person is bringing out his hand showing his hand to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's not possible that any servant brings his hand to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know like when we are begging someone so if in the time of prayer we bring our hand or hands out and face you know heaven sky allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would feel embarrassed to return your hand while they are empty and yaruddaha sifran sifr means empty if a person comes to you and asks for help and you are a kind and generous person you would help but if that person also brings his hand and starts begging you for sure you are not going to refuse to help him allah is the most generous and the most kind and merciful so when we go to him and bring our hand and ask him then he would feel embarrassed to send our hand empty of course you know that allah doesn't have emotions like us doesn't have feelings this is what we say in kalam we explain that sometimes we attribute something to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but you have to refine the concept when we say he feels embarrassed or as we have in the quran for example allah doesn't feel embarrassed to mention this example or that point and so on and so forth this concept of feeling embarrassed is something that we use for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but we should know and we should refine it from any negativity so it's not a matter of god being emotional or having you know feelings like that us it means that this is something which is not compatible with his nature 
with his holy essence so for Allah as the most generous and the most merciful one that we know to refuse to help someone who has asked him and has stretched his hand begging him would not be possible he would not send that hand empty he would put something from his graceful mercy from his abundant mercy he put something in the hand of the person something that he wills something that would suit his irada his will he would put in the hand of the person maybe you ask for for example i don't know for a car you would ask for a marriage you would ask for something either allah gives the same thing to you or he may give something better for you and even even he gives you the same thing he may give it quickly or later but definitely he's going to give you something he's not going to ignore you he's not going to um, send you while you are not given anything and you are disappointed yeah. then imam sadiq says now knowing what i said knowing that allah is not going to send your hand empty and he's going to put something from his grace of rahmah so when you pray do not bring your hand back to its position unless you put it on your face and head because this is the hand which was raised to Allah begging him and Allah has put from his rahmah on your hand so this is why you know after dua after saying amen we put our hand on our face and our head so imam said you must do this this is very important because your hand is blessed now and by putting it on your face and on your head you would also bless your face and your head the next section sorry the next uh, chapter in this section is babu ilham dua this is very important sometimes you are inspired to ask all of a sudden it comes to your mind to ask allah for something and sometimes unfortunately it doesn't come to your mind to ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so this chapter is about ilham about inspiration for prayer imam sadiq salam says هل تعرفون طول البلاء من غسره can you discern can you distinguish between two different times two different situations when the calamity is going to take longer or when it's going to be short in other words do you want to know how to guess whether your difficult situation is going to continue or it's going to be very short they said no we don't know قال, imam said 
اولهما احدكم الدعاء عند البلاء فاعلموا ان البلاء قصير if you are inspired to pray when you are facing difficulties and calamities and challenges at the same time that you are dealing and struggling actually with these problems and calamities if it's coming to your mind to your heart that i should pray to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and call upon him this is a sign that inshallah bala is going to be soon removed when some of you are inspired to call upon allah at the time of difficulties so you should be aware that this calamity is going to have very short stay and it's going to finish soon and the next hadith from imam kazim salam in the same chapter ما من بلاء ينزل على عبد مؤمن فيلحمه الله عز وجل الدعاء there is no calamity falling upon a believer and then Allah inspires him to do dua إلا كان كشف ذلك البلاء وشيكا there is no such situation that someone is facing difficulties but then he's inspired or she's inspired to pray unless that calamity is going to be removed soon so this is very important whenever you have problems if there is illness if there is family problem problem with i don't know colleagues with the boss with the uh, study with the teacher with any problem that you have with your health, with your spirituality, if the problem is making you forget dua, so this problem is going to remain. But if the problem is making you remember Allah more and connect to Allah more and pray to Allah to remove, this is the sign that inshallah, it's going to be removed soon. وَمَا مِنْ بَلَاءٍ يَنْزَلُ عَلَىٰ عَبْدٍ مُؤْمِنٍ فَيُمْسِكُ عَنِ الدُّعَاءِ إِلَّا كَانَ ذَلِكَ الْبَلَاءِ طَوِيلًا And there is no calamity falling upon a believer and then he stops praying unless that calamity is going to remain for a long period. فَإِذَا نَزَلَ الْبَلَاءِ فَعَلَيْكُمْ بِالدُّعَاءِ بَالتَّذَرُّ إِلَى اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلَ So when a calamity falls on you, befalls on you, so you should pray and you should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help and in this way, inshallah, you can hope and expect that it will be solved. The next chapter, I don't know how much time we have, Brother Said, how much time we have? Okay. Alaikum. Alaikum, sir. Uh, you know, we were running a little bit late. Is it possible 
Sure. Sure. Okay, so we have Alhamdulillah finished also this chapter. So we will start inshallah with the chapter at Taqaddumu Fid Dua. Inshallah next week, yeah. Alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. Yeah. The relation between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and us is much closer than the relation between our body and us. You know, unfortunately, uh, sometimes we think that uh, our body is the only thing that we have. And we think that we are only this physical body of, I don't know, 60, 70, 80, 90 kilograms or whatever it is, less or more. We think this is the reality. This is my identity. But our identity is soul, is our soul. Okay. Our body has very close connection with our soul. So our soul is running, managing our body so all the activities that we have through our body is managed by our soul now the question is is allah subhanahu ta'ala closer to me or my body is closer to me my juggler wayne or my physical heart or my brain these are parts of my body and still they are different from my reality someone may have a heart which is in need of for example change and you transplant for example the heart or maybe temporarily they connect you to machine they remove your heart but your reality is still the same so because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator of us and our existence depends on him, our soul depends on him, so he is closer to us than any part of our body. Even the Quran goes further. Not only he is he is closer to us than our juggler Wayne, even Allah says in the Quran, He stands between us and our heart. So He is even closer to us than our, our heart. Sometimes I don't know what is going on in my heart. Sometimes I have a worry, but I don't know what is the reason. I have a problem, I don't know what is the reason. But Allah knows everything. He knows what is going on in my heart. He knows what is in conscious or unconscious level of my heart. So he is closer to me than any part of my body. He is even closer to me than my heart, which is part of my soul, responsible for my emotions and for my traits of character. Even he is closer to that. 
because he is with us in every aspect of our being he is not a second person you know the relation between allah and us is not the relation of two people who are independent from each other the relation between allah and us is the relation of a dependent being and an independent being who is giving everything to that dependent being so we are not two disconnected realities that now we want to measure how close we are to each other or how far we are with, with respect to each other the relation between us and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from his side is that he is present with every aspect of our being but we are far from him because we are not present with every aspect of his being we are very finite and limited this is why he is with everyone but we have to strive to get closer to him it's not guaranteed that every human being is close to allah but it is guaranteed that he is close to every human being and every creature Alaikum as wa Thank you. This is this is a very good question. So if I ask Allah for something and then the answer is delayed, shall I continue or I should think that maybe this is not meant to be given, so I should stop. The answer is that for us it's not possible to understand this most of the time because we don't have the general picture we don't have the information needed for deciding whether this is going to be given or not whether this is going to be to my interest in the long term or not so my suggestion is this before asking allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for anything we should think Am I sure or at least am I to some extent convinced that what I am asking is good, what I am asking is beneficial for me and other people? If you are sure or at least to some extent you are convinced, then you can ask allah for that but ask it with this condition 
Say, O oh Allah, I ask you this, but I leave it to you. You know better my maslaha, you know better my interest, you know better the interest of my family, the interest of humanity. So, according to my knowledge, this is good, but I leave it to you. I am not going to complain if you are not giving this to me, because you know better, you know the general and overall interest of everyone, including me. So, I leave it to you, but according to my understanding, this is my need. So, if with such a spirit we ask Allah, then He would be pleased with us. So, either He finds it to our interest and the interest of everyone to give, or He may find it not to our interest or interest of other people, then He would give something better. But for sure, He is not going to ignore this type of humble and content request. Now, when we come to the items that we request for example if we ask for iman if you ask for tawbah if you ask for being able to serve imam zaman if you are asking for having you know for example forgiveness on the day of judgment for sure these are our maslaha so here we can be 100 percent sure that we should keep asking for this till end of our life because these are the things that are not worldly these are the things which are spiritual these are the things which are related to our connection with allah so this is definitely maslaha toba forgiveness is the maslaha for everyone being pious is maslaha for everyone having you know good children is maslaha for everyone so these are the things that you can keep praying and be convinced that this is good for you so keep praying there are things which are worldly and if they are not completely worthy at least they have some aspects that can relate to this world for them as i said you pray still after making sure that this is good but you leave it to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for example i want to have this job or I want to study this subject in university, or I want to make sure that this business transaction is going to take place, for example, or I want to marry this person. Okay, no problem. You can pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but whenever you are praying, in your heart, you should also consider this possibility that maybe this is not my maslaha or the maslaha of system i mean other people family society community everyone or the other party so i ask allah but i leave it to him i say oh allah i want to for example have this but i leave it to you if you find it good for me and everyone no one is going to be harmed please give it to me if not please give me something better and please also give me the strengths so that I can cope with this because sometimes it's not easy to miss what you want but you ask Allah to give you the strengths to cope with the possibility of not being given so what is very important is first to make sure that according to the best of your knowledge what you are asking is your maslaha and maslaha of everyone 
Second, to do it in a content way, in a way which is humble, not, you know, demanding Allah. And then if Allah doesn't give you, you complain and you say, you are not kind with me, you have not been supporting me. And then keep praying. Praying is not a problem. Even if it is not meant to be given to you in dunya, it's okay. Still you pray. For example, maybe you have some type of illness or someone in your family is ill. For years you have been praying and it's not solved. It doesn't mean that you should stop. You can keep praying. Either Allah gives you shafa or he gives you something better. But don't do it in a demanding way in the sense that you say to Allah if you don't give it to me then it means that you are not kind or you don't want me you don't like me no this should not be coming with dua Alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. Yeah, I think I've got some idea about what you asked. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, this is very actually common that sometimes we ask for something and after we have been given that, then we realize that maybe we shouldn't have asked for this. This is why I said whenever we pray first of all we should do our best to understand as much as possible with my knowledge with the ability of consultation and seeking advice from other people if i come to the conclusion that this is my maslaha this is good still i should 
leave it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to decide if it is something which relates to the worldly affairs. I said with respect to the Iman, to Taqwa, to forgiveness, to heaven, to having good pious children, always it is our maslaha. But anything which has some worldly aspects, like for example, moving to a new house, buying a house or a business or traveling or marrying to some people that someone that we like or marrying our, uh, for example, our children to someone that we like, the things which have some worldly aspect, we can never be hundred percent sure. So we do our best to understand, but still we leave it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that if it happens or if it doesn't happen, our relation with Allah would not be affected. If it happens and then a problem comes, we know that it's not because I have been pressurizing, I have been insisting too much. And if it doesn't happen, I have not been, you know, demanding Allah in the way that I am saying that you must give me this, you cannot ignore this request. No, in a very humble and content way, I say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is what I understand to be good for me. Please, if in your unlimited knowledge, you see that this is my maslaha, please give it to me. Otherwise, please don't give it to me. Give me something better. And also give me the patience to cope with this. So, we cannot be 100% sure that whether what has been given to me is better or if it was not given to me is better in many many worldly cases even after careful reflection the main thing is to be in touch with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know if we are really understanding in most of the time if not all the time the fact that we pray is more important than what we ask. If you are close to the king, you have very good relation with the king. This is more important than asking the king for a house. Maybe there are people who have hundreds of houses and they don't have the opportunity to be with the king. To be close to the king, to be able to speak to the king and listen to the king is more important than the items that we ask. So to pray to Allah is much more important in most of the time than what we ask during our prayer. I am saying most of the time because maybe sometimes we ask for the connection to Allah, for love for Allah, so it would be the same thing. But anything that you ask from Allah for worldly affairs would not be as significant as the fact that you can pray and you can be in touch with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inshallah.
first of all uh, uh, i apologize again before asking allah subhanahu wa ta'ala i should ask you to forgive me for the delay which was because i for totally forgot so please forgive me and then i ask allah also to forgive me and forgive us for all our sins because very important to be first forgiven then we can ask allah so first i say astaghfirullah li wa lakum and then we say nas'aluka allahumma wa nad'uk bismika al-'adhim al-a'dham al-'azz al-ajall al-akram wa bil-qur'an al-mustahkam ya allah 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 we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive all our sins to keep us away from any sin in future we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to put us in the condition that he likes we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take us to the path that he likes we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep ourselves and families and community in the situation that he wants from us we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to prepare for the coming of imam zaman and to enable us to serve him before and after he comes we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for ease in dunya and akhirah we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for healing of all the illnesses that we have in our body and mind and soul we ask his quick shifa for all the people who are ill our brothers and sisters and every human being who has problem who is in hospital or who is in need of treatment we ask allah for quick shifa for all of them and we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala patience for the people who are ill or who have ill people in their families may allah give them also patience and courage and support we ask rahma and forgiveness for all the people who have passed away all the parents for parents teachers all who have rights upon us we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to treat them with his maximum mercy we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect our parents if they are alive give them long life blessed life with health and dignity and honor we ask allah to keep our children on the right path generation by generation we ask allah to put barakah and blessing in our efforts whether it is for earning halal income whether it is for religious issues family issues community issues we ask allah to put barakah in our efforts so that they would be fruitful and successful and we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove any hatred any misunderstanding any confusion any lack of trust from our hearts so that we will be united in our hearts at the service of allah and the truth inshallah thank you very much and sorry again for my delay Inshallah. Uh, ask the question uh, and bring it to your attention. Inshallah. Allahumma salli